Hello, love, and welcome to Heart and Womb, a podcast for women's wellness and wisdom. And today in episode five, oh, I forgot, I'm your host, Jessa Rose. (laughs) And today in episode five, we are going to be talking about the hidden impacts of hormonal birth control and IUDs on both our health and our womanhood. And so I want to start today by getting really freaking personal and telling you my story because my story is not unique and I'm not sharing it because it's like special in any way. In fact, the more I've been in this, I'm like, oh, my story. I wish my story was unique. That would be great. And instead, it's what so many different women experience. And also, I just tend to be sensitive. So things were just even worse for me. (laughs) Anyways, so my story to kind of summarize it, because I don't want to take up too much of this podcast with it. But, you know, it really kind of starts around age 15, 16. So when I was 15, you know, up till then, my health was adequate. My nervous system was pretty dysregulated. Um, But, you know, my health was okay, um, for the most part. And, um, but when I was 15, I came down with mono from EBV, right? Like the kissing disease. And um, I got really sick. And I was so sick that I stayed home from my sophomore year of high school for over a month. And at that time, I was a lot lighter, skinnier than I am now. Like I was maybe only 110 pounds and I lost almost 30 pounds, which was, you know, I'm 5'4". I've always been 5'4". So that was really small and bad. And, um, you know, that's one of the side effects of mono. That's part of what happens. And, you know, I was in the emergency room a couple of times. Thankfully, I wasn't really hospitalized, but um, I did totally lose my cycle. Like I lost my cycle, my period <clears throat> completely. Like, of course, I wasn't ovulating. My body thought it was A, going through an intense viral infection, and it thought it was starving. So I lost my period. And when it, it didn't really come back well, my body had a hard time adjusting, which makes sense now that I know what I know about viruses and what those kind of ongoing effects can be in your body. Um, yeah, and it didn't come back well. And so at some point when I was, then I turned 16 and I asked my mom if we could go to the doctor and maybe get birth control to, because I'd heard it regulated your periods. And so we did. And I got on birth control. I got on some form of the pill. I don't even remember which one. And I mean, it was some sort of combination pill with the synthetic progesterone and estrogen together, a daily pill that you take every day. And I took that for a while. So I took it from age 16 and I took that until I was, I think about 21, but I didn't just take one type of pill, right? I took multiple because I went back to the doctor and I was like, this one makes me really anxious. And this one makes me really depressed. And this one caused me to start having horrible headaches. And this one, I just feel like crap on all the time. And so I tried, I think like maybe five different brands, which was most of what was available at the time. And I was just like, oh, this sucks. So I was like, okay, let's try, let's try doing an IUD. And so I got the Mirena IUD inserted. And the day of the assertion, I still remember. And thankfully, I've cleared a lot of the imprints of that from my body so I can talk about it because I used to just sob almost every time I talked about it. Um, and now it's like come to a place of healing. But 
I got the IUD inserted. And obviously when they insert an IUD, it goes through your cervix and things shouldn't go up through your cervix. They should only come down. And we'll get a little bit more into the cervix and why that's really important um, as far as IUDs. Um, (laughs) But anyways, I'm in the gynecologist's office. I get this thing inserted. I literally, I have a vasovagal response, right? And that is like where basically your entire body starts like needing to vomit and shit yourself at the same time. (laughs) And so I basically like got off the table as quickly as I could. I literally went to the bathroom and like, oh, it was so bad and full evacuation. (laughs) Like I was like, what is happening to me? I'm having abdominal cramps. And I'm like, oh my God, I get my mom and we like walk out and I literally spent like the next 10 minutes vomiting next to my mom's car. (laughs) And I'm like, all for the sake of, all for the sake of my cycle. That was the thought at the time and not getting pregnant. Hooray. Literally like having intense abdominal cervical pain all the way home. And my gynecologist was like 35 minutes from my parents' house. And I'm like driving, my mom's driving me home. Thank God she was there. Thanks, mom. And I'm just like in so much pain. And my mom's looking at me and she's like, I think she was kind of like, are you sure this is a good thing? Like, you know, but I'm like, I don't have any other options. And like, I don't even know. And yeah, so that was a hormonal IUD. And I had that for a while. And, you know, when I was taking the hormonal birth control, of course, it's like you have your intermittent spotting, usually like your bleeds, like they're not technically true periods, right? Because you didn't actually ovulate, right? That's how they work, right? That is truly how they work. Um, And so you're not actually having a real period. You're just having a withdrawal bleed from not taking a pill. Um, And so your uterine lining falls out because the hormones that it needs to hold them up aren't there anymore. And then you just start taking them again. And then it falls out again. When um, So it's not a true period. But with the hormonal IUD, the Mirena that I had, I was not ovulating at all. And I was not having that withdrawal bleed. Um, and that was the difference, right? Because I wasn't ovulating with either of them. So at this point, I'd already spent five years not ovulating at all. And now I'm not bleeding at all, like even like a withdrawal bleed. And honestly, I just felt horrible. I kind of felt like inflated, like puffed up and like, um, like I just needed a release so bad and I couldn't have one. And I was like, after a year of that, I was like, I am so done with this. So right before I went to India, so this was after I graduated, I graduated from undergraduate. I studied biochem, la la la. I was taking a year off and teaching, um, yoga, like 10 classes a week and, um, working at a Lebanese restaurant serving and, uh, wanted to travel to India with my partner at the time. And I was like, I'm getting this out. Um, and I did right before I went to India and I got the new ring, which meant that I spent the entire five weeks that I was in India, like sobbing <laughs> almost uncontrollably over things that I wouldn't normally sob about because the new ring is just estrogen. So I got back from India and was like, this is really bad, really bad. The trip did not go how I planned. Although I did have some amazing healing experiences, um, up in the Himalayas. Um, oh, so then I was like, okay, at this point in my life, I'd be getting everything a lot more natural. I had, you know, I'd studied biochemistry, but I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to go down this traditional route. The expectation from my father was that I was going to become an MD. You know, I'd done all the pre-med things and I was like, absolutely not. So I took the year off and then I was like, I let's see what's out here. And during that year off, I ended up getting acupuncture for the first time, had some amazing experiences on that acupuncture table. 
and was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to study Chinese medicine. I'm going to move to Portland. I'm so excited. Um, and I, you know, been just really drawn to natural medicine. So it just seemed like the most beautiful next step for me. So I was like, okay, I need to also make my contraception more natural. And I heard that there's a copper IUD and that the copper IUD has no hormones. And so it's going to be so much better. And so I got the copper IUD and I was still with the same partner and we were going on a trip to celebrate our first anniversary and we were driving down to Southern Ohio. And that's when with this IUD, I got my copper IUD, which wasn't nearly as all, I didn't have the same response when I got it inserted, but when this bleed came, I never experienced so much pain as well as such heavy bleeding in my life. Like I literally started bleeding and before I could even feel that I was bleeding, I had already like bled through and I, I stained, I had black leather seats with white stitching. Then like the stitching came down the right, the middle, the center of the seat and I stained it in like literally like three minutes of starting bleeding. Like it was like a waterfall and it was horrible and it was so painful and that was the worst anniversary trip I ever had. And I was at an Airbnb that had like only white towels. <laughs> it was so bad. And so just to, you know, summarize after that, I was like, okay, this is really, really bad, but I have no other options. I've tried everything and I have a partner. I want to remain sexually active. Um, I'm afraid of using condoms. I don't know what to do. And so I kept that IUD in with the pain and the heavy bleeding for four years, which led to me not only having, of course, a terrible experience with my periods for those four years, but I was actually ovulating. That is one of the benefits of the copper IUD, right? Is you still actually do ovulate. Um, it works in a different way, right? Copper IUDs work by causing, the copper causes inflammation in your uterine lining so that nothing can implant so that you can't grow a, a viable pregnancy. But that copper also had some other major huge side effects for me. So I basically developed copper toxicity, which included um, panic attacks, constant anxiety, um, and bouts of rage, like I literally one time threw my keys and like broke my keys on the ground. That's how angry I was. And I, they would come out of nowhere. Like it was so interesting. And now studying more, it's like, oh yeah, copper is a very energetic, energetic metal. And it's very conductive and it's in your womb space, which is where the entire universe is birthing itself into form through your body. And that can, you know, Chinese medicine, we say that that can energetically directly flare up into your face, into your brain. Um, I started having like really crazy other symptoms and headaches and acne and pain in my neck and all this stuff that was just this energy flaring up. And I felt horrible. And with the heavy bleeding, I also got um, iron deficiency anemia really bad. Like my ferritin, the stored iron in my blood was only a 19 and really it should be about 125 for health. And it took me years to bring it back up. And the reason I got the copper IUD out was, well, I had this huge piece of womb wisdom and I was like, it came through when I was on a two week silent retreat. I was like, I need to get my copper IUD out. And then I came back and I was crippled in fear for about a year. And I was like, I don't know what to do. But during that time I happened to learn fertility awareness. So I knew that there was a way that I could still have completely natural cycles, which I had been leaning more towards and wanting so much, and that I could still effectively prevent pregnancy. And so after a year, after that retreat, I did actually get my IUD out. And um, I got it out actually after I was in China studying Chinese medicine and Wudong Shan on the top of a Taoist monastery on a sacred mountain 
which is like Wudong Shan is this amazing monastery that surprisingly survived the cultural revolution because of how remote it is. Oh my goodness. My teacher looked me in the eye there. She's this amazing French woman. She was like, you need to get your IUD out. <laughs> I was like, okay. <sighs> and so when I was there, I literally made the appointment from Parent Parenthood on my phone for the day after I flew back to the US. And I did. And I only ever had one panic attack ever since then. It was like a couple days after I got the IUD out and I never had one ever again. And then I could finally begin to heal my body. And so I took these 12 minutes to really tell you this entire story because it's important. Like these stories are important about the impacts. But what I haven't really even gone into yet is how much, how much these methods of birth control impact not only our health, but our whole experience of our womanhood, right? Like, okay, we've covered how hormonal birth control and IUDs work, right? And how the different types of them work. Like I gave it to you kind of simply in the story and I didn't even mean to, but that was great. And we know that, you know, there are so many different symptoms that are common to have with them, like anxiety, depression, mood changes, weight gain, acne, headaches, decreased libido, on and on and on. The list goes on, right? If you unfold a birth control pamphlet, it's like a long list. And we know that hormonal birth control is even considered, like the pill is considered a class one carcinogen by the WHO, which is like, (laughs) wait, we still take this? This is a class one carcinogen, like as in it's known to cause cancer. But this is where a lot of the other conversations end. And this is where I find that the conversation only begins. Because what other impacts are these having on our bodies? The biggest impact that we all need to consider as women is how, and this is, it doesn't matter if you've had them before in the past, you haven't had them at all, and, but that they're still an option in your mind, or if that you're still using them. It's like, we need to have conversations of how they actually impact our knowing of ourselves as women, the connection to ourselves as women, and the expression of ourselves as women. This is so far beyond just the like health impacts of, oh, it causes anxiety. Oh, it causes depression. It's like, well, of course you're going to be anxious and depressed if you don't truly know yourself. And there's a piece of plastic in the core of your being and you don't feel like you even, you don't even have a cycle. So you can't actually fully create what's coming through you because you don't have the cycle of creation happening in your body. Those are the conversations that I really want us to start having. Like those are the conversations that are the most important pieces. Like, yes, of course, all the other health symptoms are really, really important. But this is where it becomes so much more than just like, oh, our physical bodies and where are these things and we have these things and we're in this medical system and, you know, we're just machines and our bodies are machines and, oh, they're not functioning well. So we give them this pill and then like maybe they get better. No, this is where we are spiritual beings. We are spiritual beings embodied in in this flesh and we have profound capabilities as women to create, to gestate, to birth. And we deserve to be fully consensual around how these different methods of contraception are going to impact our creativity. They are going to impact our identity of ourselves. They are going to impact the core aspect, our womb space of our being how they are going to impact our intuition and our creativity. 
we deserve to know and have these conversations because they are all part of consent. And that is where I hold absolutely no judgment. If you choose to use these methods in any way, and you're fully consenting because you know that that's the right option for you at the time, more power to you. And I completely understand. And I know why you're doing it because I've been there. I've made those decisions. I've made the decision to keep an IUD that I knew was wrong for me. I've made the decision to keep it in anyways because I didn't have another option and I didn't feel confident in it. But you deserve to be fully consenting first. And this is part of consent is understanding the real impacts it has on ourselves. And this also brings us to then, okay, so maybe you're not actively using these methods. Maybe you've come off of them because you had similar experiences to me and so many of my patients and clients that I've supported coming off contraception, right? And there's a lot of support that we can do here. You know, there's a lot of different pieces. You know, if you're on the hormonal birth control pill, of course, like, you know, we need to work with the liver. Of course, we need to reestablish your gut microbiome because that gets damaged by the hormones you're taking orally. You know, we need to work with reestablishing your healthy cycles and getting your HPO, which is the connection between your brain and your ovaries. We need to get that connection popping again. And then that also includes, you know, any other kind of individual aspects that need to be really healed with that. You know, a lot of the things that I see are like acne and headaches. And of course, we can address those. And then if you've come off an IUD of some sort, right, it's a little bit different in different ways because with the IUD, I see, and this was what I mentioned earlier, the vasovagal response. With the IUD, I see a lot of kind of traumatic sense of disconnection in the pelvic bowl because of how our cervixes get penetrated by a piece of plastic and our cervixes are really sensitive, Our cervixes are actually the root of our vagus nerve in our body. And the vagus nerve is one of the most important parts of our nervous system that give us a sense of safety. And so when our cervixes experience this trauma of an IUD insertion, we're going to get the message that it's not safe in our bodies. So with recovering and healing from IUDs, and you know, there's a difference between hormonal and copper and the different pieces you need to do, because obviously you know, detoxing copper from your system and those impacts is going to be different from detoxing hormones and those impacts, of course. But both of those come back to how the cervix is impacted. And even if you got your IUD out years ago, but you haven't dealt with the repercussions of your cervix and how that impacts your entire nervous system, you know, there's a piece here that's still really inviting you to dive in and to go deeper and to go into this this deep place in yourself. And to really reestablish that true safety in your cervix, for your womb space, for your entire nervous system, for your entire being to rest in. And so I know that this was a lot today. And I know that no matter what you've experienced with your contraception options, um, well, you deserve to have full consent and you deserve to know that there are other options. So if you are seeking another option of contraception, I do just want to point out, I have a course called Embodied Cycles, um, and this teaches the fertility awareness method as a form of body literacy, aka getting to know our cycles and our bodies by reading the signs and symptoms we experience, and then using those signs and symptoms, we chart them, and then we can make, from our charts, we make interpretations around when we're fertile and when we're not, and then we can choose based on our reproductive intentions, like to conceive or to not conceive and avoid pregnancy, Then we can make 
you know, choices that align with that. It's super simple. Um, it takes time to practice and time to learn, but once you're in it, um, you know, it usually takes about three months to learn. Once you're in it, um, you know, it can take you maybe only five minutes a day or even less. Um, and so that's one piece I do really want you to know is available to you at any point because we all deserve to have this full, um, awareness of the options that are available for us. And that is part of consent as well as how effective they truly are too, because a lot of the statistics that you'll see, especially from the CDC are incorrect because they're going off of the rhythm method, which is completely different. And that's an entirely different conversation that we're not going to have today. Um, but know that these methods are actually quite effective when used, um, effect when they're used accurately and regularly. Um, the other piece I just want to invite you into as well is if you're just feeling this need and this desire and this impulse within you to connect back to your womb space after having hormonal birth control or after experiencing an IUD, I'm going to invite you right now to join me, to join us in womb remembrance. Womb Remembrance is my upcoming somatic womb reconnection immersion. It's a week long. It's got an opening ceremony on January 25th, a closing cer ceremony on February 1st. And in between, it's got um, six audio transmissions um, that are going to really dive deep into a lot of these really important pieces, um, including how to really reconnect to our bodies and create that safe place, that safe center within us, which really is part of our wombs and what we get to experience by having wombs. And so, yeah, I'm just sending you this really warm invitation. And no matter what, if you've experienced anything, know that I'm here for you. Please reach out to me on Instagram. You can always send me a DM. My Instagram is just a rose wellness, and I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear about your experience and I'm here to support you at any time. And with that, once again, the reminder that you are perfect as you are. This podcast is totally unedited, and I hope that it inspires you to just show up in your fullness, in your unedited expression of the amazingness of who you are every single day. With that, I give you all my love, and I wish you, wish you really, really well. <laughs>